Welcome everyone. Welcome. Happy New Year. You are getting some premium content today. Welcome to the podcast. I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. I'm your host, Bill Flanagan. And today, we're going to introduce a new segment. The segment's called, Yeah, I Don't Get It. And in this segment, we will ask somebody questions about something I just don't get and they're supposed to try to help me get it. For example, and this might be not be a very good one, but let's say you like ferrets. Let's say you have pet ferrets and you think having a pet ferret is just the thing to have. You might actually be on my show, the segment, yeah, I don't get it, where you will try to explain to me how great ferrets are. At the end of the segment, one of three things is going to happen. Either I'm still going to say, yeah, I don't get it, or that person's going to have done such a wonderful job explaining ferrets to me that I'm going to say, you know what? You're right. Ferrets are the best. The third option would be to me to shoot, for me to shoot down their ferret idea, the notion that ferrets are great, to shoot it sound, down so horribly that they would say, you know what? Bill Flanagan, you're right. I hate ferrets. So those are the three options. Now, the third one, is that reasonable? No, probably not. So we're probably talking about the first two. Either it'll be, yeah, I don't get it. Or it'll be like, okay, you made a few good points. Maybe some things I didn't think of. Hey, I'm willing to admit when I, you know, was not thinking right. Or when I was, as Fonzie would say, Remember that episode? What was it? He couldn't say he was wrong or he couldn't say he was sorry. I don't remember. All right, guys. Um, it's bowl season. We have a week from today, the national championship in foosball. I mean, football. As, probably, as, as you probably know, I'm not a huge sports ball guy, but I do watch bowl games. I'm going to tell you why. When I was a teacher, I did a bowl pool every year. It was something to do. There's nothing on TV that's new. And... We would pick the winners of all the bowl games, throw in 20 bucks, and the winner would get 70% of the pool, and the second place person would get 30% of the pool. And it was generally several hundred dollars, maybe as much as $300. Sometimes we'd have 15, 20 people that would play. And so you would watch these games that you really didn't care who would win. You didn't know who the players, but you did have a rooting interest because you wanted the team you picked to win. So I've done this for about 15 years. Before it was available online, I did it pencil and paper. You, you just wrote down who you thought was going to win, and I, every game I'd have to go through and check everybody's picks. So we did the bowl pool, and I'm happy to report that I'm guaranteed no worse than second place. My son is in first by one game, so he could still get tied for second, which means I could beat him on a tiebreaker. So he's going to have some thinking to do because I can't lose second, but he can lose first. Okay, now here's the biggest takeaway from the bowl pool this year. I'm watching the University of Georgia play foosball. And I'm shocked, dismayed, dumbfounded, and stupefied by Georgia's coach. His name is Kirby Smart. And he is an absolute man-child. He has to hire a coach, called a get-back coach, or it's one of his coaches, who, because he gets so animated and excited on the sidelines, 
that he wants to run out onto the field and yell at the players or yell at the refs, which he cannot do. That is a penalty. So because he can't control himself, because he cannot control his own actions, he has a get-back coach to literally stand behind him and grab his tr- the top of his back of his trousers and pull him back onto the sidelines. That's that guy's job. And the whole game, it's like he's hanging on to a wild bucking Bronco for three hours as Kirby Smart runs around like a banshee and he is pulling his ass back like a 12-year-old. By the way, the name of this get-back coach, his name is Scott Sinclair. And if I was the president or if I was the athletic director of Georgia, I would fire that man. It, it, it looks stupid. It is, if you have a coach that can't control himself, can you imagine Tom Landry having a get-back coach? Daryl Royal having a get-back coach? They'd laugh at the notion. So I think Kirby Smart should be fi- fired because he's, he's a pansy ass that can't control his own actions and he has to hire someone to pull, pull him back by the ass. Hey guys, good news. Good news. Something called peanut butter whiskey exists. Who knew? Who knew? Why would you drink that? You may say, well, look at Fireball. It's very successful. I saw something, uh, it was a meme. I saw a meme and it, someone smelled a candle in the meme and said, oh, this candle smells like Fireball. And the other person in the meme says, that's what us non-alcoholics call cinnamon. It's a cinnamon candle. It's cinnamon whiskey. Now we got peanut butter whiskey. Can you imagine James Bond saying, I'd like a peanut butter whiskey? He wouldn't do it. No man of any real madness would order a peanut butter whiskey. Now, if you're in kindergarten, you know, you might want a peanut butter whiskey, a little crust cut off the ends. Peanut butter whiskey is a thing. Now we're going to have all our craft whiskeys. You knew the craft beer just opened. Guys, it's going to be craft foot lotions. It's going to be craft, well, craft everything. When was the day we could go back in to CVS and Walgreens on Christmas Day to buy our dads some Jovan Musk, some High Karate, or some Old Spice? That's all the flavors you need if you're a dude. You don't need peanut butter whiskey. I don't get it. All right, guys, because I have a huge production team, we're going to go into our segment. Yeah, I don't get it. Today's segment is about Harry Potter. So we're going to get our expert Harry Potter person on the phone. And her name is Rose. Yes, it is. Rose, welcome to my podcast, the title of which is I'm Not Mad, I'm Just Irritated. And you're a very special guest because you are our inaugural guest in the segment called Yeah, I Don't Get It. And you are going to help me get Harry Potter. Are you up for the challenge? Yes, I am. Okay, so before we start, we have to establish your credibility as a Harry Potter super fan. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, okay? Okay. Have you ever dressed up as a Harry Potter character? 
Yes, I was a Harry Potter for char- character for Halloween, and I've dressed up multiple times. All right. Is it the same character or different characters? Multiple characters, but I have my Hogwarts robes, so I can be whoever I want. All right. Well, to further establish, well, that's pretty credible right there. You have cosplayed Harry Potter. That's pretty good. So these few little trivia questions I have for you are pretty easy. They're very basic. Even I know the answers to these questions. And before I tell you what they are, I'm just going to establish that I'm a former middle school English teacher. I have read all the books. I have seen all the movies. Now, I'm not a guy who has read them multiple times, uh, seen the movies and, you know, I'm breaking them down and everything. But I know I know a little bit. I just don't study it. But I thought the first few books were really entertaining. And then after a while, I just kept reading them because I felt like, well, I've already read this many. I got to finish the story. And anyway, so that's my background. So here's question number one. Are you ready? Yes. What platform at the train station do you get on to get to Hogwarts? Platform nine and three quarters. That is correct. Yay. That's pretty easy, don't you think? Yes. All right, second question. And this one should be super easy for you. Give me the four houses at Hogwarts. Okay, Ravenclaw, Slytherin, Gryffindor, and Hufflepuff. Wasn't that easy? Yes. Okay, now we're going to get a little bit harder. Um, which teacher or class at Hogwarts do they use basically a new professor every year because something happens to the person that taught that class the year before? Defense Against the Dark Arts. You are correct. Very good. That was a little bit harder. The first two were easy. <laughs> um, okay, now the last two are a little bit harder, but still not too hard. Okay. How do you end a game of Quidditch? Catching the golden snitch. Okay, now here's the second part to that question, and this is harder. Okay. Can you, is it possible for you to catch the golden snitch and still lose a game of Quidditch? I believe so. I think it's worth a certain number of points. Well, you are correct because a, uh, a golden snitch, and I had to look this up. I thought it was 100 points, but it's 150. So technically, if you were down over 150 points and the other team or whatever, or even if you, you, uh, if you in particular caught the golden snitch, you could still lose. Uh, every, in, in the movies, if you catch the gold snitch, it's the end of the game, you won. But if, if you look at the scoring, it is possible to catch the gold snitch and lose. So that's a good one. Okay, the last of my questions. Well, maybe I have two more. This one is kind of hard. Okay. Um, what is the special, unique thing in Harry Potter's wand that connects him to... He who shall not be named. Do you know? I think so. Is it a phoenix feather? It's very. That's, that's correct. So the so he's got one of the phoenix feathers, and the brother feather is in Voldemort's wand. So yeah. very good. Last question. This is super easy. What was Voldemort's name before it became Voldemort? Tom Riddle. All right. So you are six for six. You get a hundred on today's Harry Potter quiz. Mostly easy, but still. All right, so 
in this segment of, yeah, I don't get it. Um, tell me what you think is so magnetic that drew you in to all seven of these books and eight movies to the point where you were digging it enough to dress up. I mean, what was it for you? Good question. Um, I read it as a younger child. I'm from a generation after it was published. So the fandom was already large and I read it after it had a lot of momentum. I read it mostly in middle school and I think it was really relatable on a level with the characters, but also fantastical as in a world we don't live in. Really interesting. A lot of people my age liked it. And mm -hmm. um, the movies were really well representative of the books. So I agree. It got you in. Sometimes I've read a book series and the movies aren't that great. So there's not a lot to go from there. And I think it's really just... Well should I go? I do think that you hit on a, on a point that I, I agree with you is that she was able to create this fantastical world full of imagination. And I don't care if you, if you think she's a great writer or not, that's a skill. And that was really hard to do. And she did it really well. And I particularly think the first movie is, was probably the best book adaptation into a movie I'd probably ever seen. Yeah. The other ones, because the books kept getting longer, it was harder to do. In fact, I think the last book, they had to split it into two movies, which I think is always a cop-out. Twilight did that. Mm -hmm. So, all right, you made some good points, but I'm still not getting it, and I have a couple questions for you. you okay. need, only somebody could explain to me that really is into it. First of all, if you're a wizard... We know that you could die. You're not immortal, mm -hmm. right? So why are these little weasels playing Quidditch not wearing helmets? I mean, they're flying around. They're 100 feet off the ground. And they're not, they have no protective gear on whatsoever. I mean, maybe that's British people. I don't know. Americans are sort of stupid, but at least we have helmets in our football games. I have no idea. They are, seems very dangerous, but they do have magic to heal. So maybe that's it. But they can't, they can't heal you if you're dead. If you fell a hundred feet off of that, uh, what do you, broom, you're done. That's but true. that never happens, does it? It never happens. I think there's one, right. one of them that wears a helmet and that the person that gets hit with balls, but the rest of them could fall off and die. Okay. All right, next thing that bugs me is um, somehow Harry Potter, his romantic interest is Jenny Weasley. We, it doesn't make any sense. It should have been Hermione. Certainly, Ron was a bumbling fool for most <laughs> of these. If you are going to write a love story, that's the one. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense for Harry Potter to marry Jenny Weasley. She's not even a major character, really, in anything. So it, it is, explain that to me. I don't get it. Well, I think the, a lot of people complain because the movie didn't portray her as, as much of a main character, a strong character with a personality. I think she has a lot more in the books. So that might set it up better. Do you think it would have been better if they would have been a couple? Hermione and Harry? Yes. 
Maybe. I'm not into a lot of the shipping stuff. I think it could have gone well. But also, I don't know. A lot of people like to make up their own stories. So there's plenty you could find for some Harry and Hermione fan fiction if you want. Oh, okay. Because well, if there is fan fiction of those two as a couple, it's simply because they wanted those two to be a couple. So yes. they just wrote it themselves. So I think my point is valid. If you're telling me that there are people out there writing the story that they're, you know, involved, I think that says it all. Okay, next thing. Um, here's my beef with, with superhero movies and magic movies. Mm-hmm. Is that at the end of the day, they're going to solve their problems with some sort of freaking magic. And I'm thinking, well... Why didn't you do that at the beginning of the movie? And we wouldn't have had to sit through this whole thing. No, I think same with super same with superheroes. You had the power. Why didn't you do it earlier? And then you could have avoided all of this nonsense. Why? I just it, to me, it's like a plot problem when you're flicking a wand and you're fixing stuff that could have been fixed two hours ago in the movie or the book, whatever. So I. Yes, but that goes both ways, right? You can destroy things just as easily. So it balances each other out. You can't just fix everything because the things that are being the bad guys have magic too. So that's difficult. So it's just basically a constant chess match of spells and wand flicks then? Yes, basically, I guess. Okay. You're making my case a little bit for me, but here's, here's another thing I don't get. Voldemort, at one of the movies, it may have even been the first or second one, I can't remember, but he makes his appearance under some dude's hat, and he looks like some, like, faceless slug thing. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yes. He's, like, trying to re-, re... So he's trying to reform his body. After he, you know, used the spell on Harry, and it backfired, it went into him, and it nearly killed him, but it didn't. And now he's like this worm creature. And so every book and movie, he's getting a little bit stronger and a little mm-hmm. bit stronger. But even at the end, the last one, he still doesn't have a nose. <laughs> so he never true. fully formed. If he's going to be strong enough to fight Harry in this epic seven book battle, I think the dude needed a nose. That's true, but I think it makes him scarier, right? And he's a part snake. He's a, he's not human anymore. He had to have a mark of being evil and being otherworldly and undead. All right. If you say so, I'll take your <laughs> word for it. Is there anything else that you want to sell me on Harry Potter? Because to this point, I got to say, yeah, I don't get it. That's true, but I think a lot of things like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars can be argued the same. And I think Harry Potter's our generations, everyone loves it. And there's it's a classic for sure. At least. All right. I appreciate your input. I'm going to have to make a ruling. Here are the three possible outcomes of our talk. Either one is I still don't get it. Two okay, good points, you're right, I'll agree with you. Or three is you actually say, you know, right, you know, you're right, Harry Potter's no good. (laughs) So I would have actually had to convince you that it stinks, which I don't think it actually stinks, but you get my point. So I don't think that's it. And I don't think 
I think you made some good points. So here's the thing. I kind of get it. I'm going to give you that. All right. I'll take so it. C- consider that a victory. Mostly, eh, I don't get it, but a little bit. You, you know what? You did good. All right. So thank you. Thank you for being on my segment of, yeah, I don't get it. All right. Welcome back to the program. I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. So that was our first ever segment of, yeah, I don't get it. So um, I think you'll be ready for some more really premium ones, man. I got some good ones on the hook here. I'm recording another one today. I'm not going to tell you what it's all about. Guys, happy fireworks day. We just had it. That's really what it is in my neighborhood. Actually, I've moved, as, as you know. So I was out in suburbia, complete douchebag. And the fireworks would start uh, a couple days before. It'd be, a, it'd be a week of fireworks. They just couldn't control their urge to light off fireworks. Here, it's a much more mature um, area. A lot of retirees. Um, there's families, don't get me wrong, but we only had uh, two days of fireworks. Uh, Chris, not Christmas, New Year's Eve was rainy, pretty nasty here. Still had fireworks. Still had fireworks, man. They're not going to not do it. Then we had fireworks the next day, and then that was it. We didn't have any on the third. Um, today's the fourth, so we've we'll see. But you know, I think they're done. I think they're done with it. So I'm pretty excited about that. Happy fireworks day in the rain, Santa Rita Ranch. Come for the fireworks, guys. We're gonna talk about Nickelback. That's right, the band everybody wants to bag on. The band that everybody hates. Now, I'm not saying Nickelback is my favorite band. I have never bought a Nickelback CD. But you know what? I don't mind Nickelback. I might go out and buy Nickelback's greatest hits. And I'd listen to it. I'm not going to listen to the fillers of Nickelback because, you know, the hits are all you need. But can you imagine? (laughs) You're Nickelback. You're, You're in the late 90s, early 2000s. The... The end of rock as we know it. The end of rock bands that are charting singles on the Hot 100. The end of multi-platinum albums for rock bands. You know, now it's, it's going to be rap and hip-hop. You know, if you look at 2000, I just did a, a piece on Creed, the band Creed. I like Creed. They had three albums before they imploded, really. They had to come back one many years later. But they were great. They rocked out. The guy could sing. People want to put Creed in the same category as Nickelback, which I want to do. I will not allow it. But Nickelback, the Canadian rock band. You know, they have that guy, Chad Kroger, singing uh, lead singles. If I was Chad Kroger, I'd be just flaunting my Nickelbackness. All those dudes that are bagging on Chad Kroger... Those wives of those dudes would leave and go be Chad Kroger's chick in a heartbeat. And Chad Kroger would be handing those dudes a bag of dicks. That's what Chad Kroger would do. That's what Nickelback would do. Let me tell you what Nickelback did. This is from 1998, which was not the beginning of the band. This is their second album, until 2011. 13-year run. Second album. And I'm just talking about U.S. sales. Just United States, not all, not Canada and anywhere else, because that's the benchmark. What did they sell in America, this massive market, this music-obsessed culture? What did they do in the United States? Well, here's what they did. In 1998, their second album, Platinum, 
million seller. 2001, their third album, six times platinum. So right now, Nickelback's saying, here's a bag of dicks to all you guys. But they're not done. In 2003, their fourth album, four times platinum. Oh, but then they're just getting started. Their fifth album, which I believe was called All the Right Reasons. It had some monster hits on them. 2005, Diamond. You bastards don't even know what Diamond is. It's 10 times platinum. It's 10 million. So few albums get Diamond certified. Nickelback did one. 2008, three times platinum, just in the U.S. In 2011, their last platinum album. That's one, two, three, four, five, six platinum albums or better in 13 years. And Nickelback says, here's your bag of dicks. They don't care that you don't like them. Y'all quit bagging on Nickelback. One of the most successful rock bands at the end of the rock era. Now we got crossover country. We got the ball. In 2000, you know what was the number top 10 song? Who Let the Dogs Out? Baby Got Back. Backstreet Boys, in sync, And you guys want to bag on Nickelback? You don't want to bag on who let the dogs out? Give me a break, man. Chad Kroger will take your wife and leave you curled up in the fetal position, sucking your thumb, and she'll be at all the backstage Nickelback shows just looking at her man while you go to your job you know, working on a computer, you know, selling ads, you know, for some company that makes soap, handmade soap. Chad Kroger's got your lady. People might say, well, hey, dude, just because people bought it doesn't mean it's any good. It still sucks. Really? Just because millions of people liked it couldn't possibly mean it's any good. Again, I don't have one Nickelback CD. I may get online today and find a Nickelback Greatest Hits and buy it. And I might jam to it. Maybe, maybe I'll put it on my Amazon Music. I don't really stream, but I do have that because it comes free with your Amazon Prime membership. Guys, that's all I got to say today. You had a segment of me ranting. You have my new segment of, yeah, I don't get it. Then you had me going, going on a little defense of Nickelback. Guys, I'd like to thank my underwriters. Buddies Paul and Matt for today's episode. They support me. They know premium content. You know what? When they sponsor me, I each, each of them got a premium gift in the mail. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. You can go to the Anchor website. You can do this on Apple Podcasts. You can do this just about any platform. And you could become one of my underwriters for as little as 99 cents a month. And I'll say your name on my podcast. I'll say whatever you want. Email me. Call me. Text me. And say, hey, I want you to say happy birthday to my daughter because I'm sponsoring you for 99 cents a month. I'll do it. That's what a sponsorship is, man. All right, everybody. Episode 25 is in the books. Thanks for listening to some premium content. We'll see you next time. On I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Good night.